On today's episode of the Dual Threat Podcast, we recap the amazing championship games, talk about all the headline news around the world, and do an interview with our guy Shoe Bomb. Get ready for a fun ride, but before we start, Tanner Giles, everybody. everyone welcome out to the dual threat podcast we have scooter over the wavelengths today scooter how are you feeling man what's new in life your hair's looking pretty good tonight i I know where it's getting a little late but your hair's still staying fresh that's good to hear that's good to hear because it's it's somber everywhere else uh on my (laughs) body and in my heart but you know interesting choice of words it's it is somber um that's Hmm. probably the best way to describe the mood around the Gill household, uh, because of the sports teams, uh, oh. you know, in case you were wondering, uh, what my, what my life sometimes revolves around too much. I didn't but, know you would be sad because of, uh, the sports that are going on around your house. Yeah. It's been, it's been a tough scene, you know, cause last week we had our podcast and I was about as high as one could get. I was flying higher than a 747 man on how, on how great the sports were in my life. And just like that, one week later, life gets ripped away from you and your <laughs> wings get clipped. That was, that was essentially what happened. Is I, I hit the earth at about a million, a million miles per hour. Yep. It feels, well, to quote Michael Scott, it feels like someone ripped my heart out and dropped it into a bucket of boiling tears. Okay. <laughs> you, but I- I get that, but like your team was never supposed to be in the position they were supposed to be in. That's a great thing, right? They weren't. And it's more of a combo of like the way they lost. I mean, it's the third time in the Shanahan era that they've lost or thir- third time for Shanahan that he's lost with a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So it's more just like the heartbreaking loss for the 49ers combined with the absolute beatdown that KU took and also BYU has taken. So, um, it was just a culmination of the the perfect uh, shiz sandwich, if you want to call it, for <laughs> lack of a better word. So, um, but the shiz yes, sandwich, your, I love the shiz sandwich. To your point, to your point, yes, the 49ers. And I said myself, they were never supposed to be there. They were playing with house money, um, but they should have won, and they should they should be playing this Sunday. Is is like what it comes down to? What what is really sad? And and I think as I process my feelings what I'm most sad about for all the crap I gave him is I, I won't get to see Jimmy Garoppolo in a 49ers uniform again. And he is like as limited as he is as a football player, he is everything you could want as like a leader and a quarterback and a person like good looking. Oh yeah. Not to mention that. I mean, that's, I want his I could, looks. That's all I, I ask. For. I could talk about that for days, but yes, the, just like he has all the, he, he is, he is Tom Brady with, with probably, Kirk Cousins arm honestly he's Tom Brady but Italian instead of whatever Tom Brady is you're probably uh Tongan I don't know I don't know what he is well Uh, since since we're talking about the Niners 
why don't we dive in and actually talk about the games that happened last week, yeah. championship week. We'll start with the morning game before we go to the Niners Rams. Just give a little recap here. You know, man, oh man, what a championship round it was with how bad these playoffs started. The last two weeks of the playoffs have just been in, been insane and so worth the wait and so worth what we had to go through that first week of playoffs. That leads us into the game of the Bengals versus the Chiefs. Should the Bengals have let the Chiefs score at the end? That was a question you were texting me that whole time. Uh, oh, yeah. I, that was just a wildly bad take. Is that what that turned out to be? It it was incredible. I, I mean, the Chiefs were up, what was it, 24 to 0 or 21 to 0? I can't remember. They were up 20, 21 to 3. And 21 to 3. At, yeah. at halftime, they had the ball up 21 10. Right before the half, they had a chance to go up another touchdown and, and, um, the Bengals stopped them on the one yard line. And that, that would prove to be the turning point of the game. Yeah, totally. I mean, if you can get that momentum going into half and really start feeling good about yourself and get your defense feeling like they can hold this chiefs team, that's a huge win for that Bengals defense. Yeah. And like, I mean, like I was saying, I, I don't think up even, I don't think there was a point everybody was texting me like saying like, wow, the Bengals really might have a chance. Like they're actually maybe going to do it. And, and all I could say back was just like, no, it's, that's not going to happen. Like, there's no way there's just no, no. way. I, I don't think up until Mahomes threw the, the interception in overtime, I, that was when my, finally my belief in the chiefs dropped from a hundred percent down to like 75%. <laughs> like the whole game that just the entirety of the game, the chiefs looked so good. And then the Bengals, they decided to essentially do what all NFL media, like talking heads have said not to do where they played only one safety high versus the chiefs where everybody else says the way to beat the chiefs is play two safeties high. And you'll, you'll stop the deep ball from happening. You'll stop the big plays from happening. They played the one, one safety high and they dropped eight people in the coverage and Mahomes looked like his little brother out there. He looked like he, like he looked like Jackson suited up in the second half to play for him. Yeah. It, I mean, they definitely had uh, Von Bell and Jesse Bates out there a lot, but they would just play that one safety high and it worked. I, and I think it's just because Patrick Mahomes sometimes gets into such ruts where he sees these same defenses all the time that when it gets switched up, it's a totally different look for him. He's not 100% comfortable with it. He's only been a starter for what, three seasons, three full seasons now, four full seasons. Like that's not a lot of time to see a lot of these different defenses, especially with the arm talent and, and team he has around him. So very, very interesting for sure. Yeah, he's always been more of a like a backyard football, just relies on his talent rather than relies on the cerebral part of the game for sure. And if you're going to find a knock on him, that's probably the only one you can really come up with. I mean, a lot of times the arm talent makes up for his ability to read coverages and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, it, it, it just – it seriously was like the Monstars taking away his – like he he not even his talent his brain like the the last the last drive that they had before um they had to kick the field goal he dives out of bounds twice when they're just trying to run the clock off like run the clock out and then he's running back 20 yards like it looked like he had a couple of guys open too i'm not sure he just lost confidence at that point but we're doing what every other media 
member has, has done and talking probably too much about Mahomes rather than talking about the Bengals and the team who's actually in the Super Bowl. I know it, it's sad, but I do have a question. A thought bubble came into my mind about the guy, the leader for that Bengals team, the guy who's really kind of felt like they've willed them to this winning streak here. Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, <laughs> your guy. Um, no, Joey Burrow. You know how like a lot of times we'll talk about like, oh, this guy's a winner. Like it, he maybe not have the best skill set, but this guy's a winner. Is Joe that's, Burrow? That's your what? thing. That's your thing is the winners. That is my thing. Like winners. And so is Joe Burrow the next great winner? Like, is he the next guy that's going to be like a winner? Or is he potentially like the next Dan Marino, like get to a Super Bowl in your first real shot and then never really get back there again? I don't know. It's kind of mm. interesting thought. Uh, he certainly believes he is a winner. And that leads me to believe that like, if he can take the Bengals to where they've been at this point against like literally all odds, um, I truly believe he is. I mean, we saw what happened with LSU. Uh, that clearly wasn't a fluke. I mean, he had a great team around him, but no one, no one in like any NFL circle would, would have told you that the Bengals had like any chance to make it to the playoffs this year, let alone all the way to the Super Bowl. And so a lot of that has to be on like the shoulders of Joe Burrow. Not that he doesn't, not that he, like nobody else should get any credit, but like you look at the defense, it's not really like that. There's, there's not a lot of like players that jump out to you. There's a few guys that make plays every once in a while, but I, I would call, I mean, Burrow's the difference maker clearly to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely agree. And in a lot of the talk preseason, and we've talked about this multiple times, was Panay Sewell or Jamar Chase. And yeah. and it just feels like at this point, either would have worked. You yeah. hope that Joe Burrow gets some protection so he doesn't bow out next month. And so he doesn't retire next year, but... Yeah, yeah. but he's not Andrew Luck in six years. Yeah, that's, that's the real hope, is we want to see these players that are really good and, and have really high potential to keep playing and keep going well. One last thing, one last question I may have about this game for you, Scooter. What do you think the play of the game was? What do you think was either the biggest turning point, the best play of the game? What do you think the best play of the game was? There's multiple, you know, you could talk about getting that stop in the red zone, going into half, the Sam Hubbard sack, the Jesse Bates tip to Von Bell for the pick uh what what play do you think was the best play for them the 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 play that was the biggest impact on the game was the interception that Mahomes threw and I think it was the third quarter like at his own 20 where he might as well have just said hey look defensive lineman I'm gonna throw I don't remember the defensive lineman's name but he literally threw it right to him and the and the the guy pretty much tried to drop it like he bounced <laughs> off his hands and then it just magically bounced back into him like just some crazy luck on on the Bengals part that Mahomes even decided to throw that pass in the first place that that was the biggest play to me Along I completely that, forgot about that play so that's yeah. really good that you brought that up completely forgot about it because yeah. the fourth quarter kind of outshined it that was a Carson Wentz interception right yeah there. that was that was just absolutely like you cannot have it with the, all the momentum was already trending in the Bengals way and then that just like totally sealed it because they got the quick touchdown to Jamar Chase after that. The only other option I actually thought of was the screen pass um, a few minutes prior. 
as well uh, to Perrine, their running back that he took for like 50 yards. Like yeah, 46 yards or something, stat right? or whatever that he had. Like, yeah, I saw next gen stat. He had a 0.4% chance of scoring on that, on that play at the time of the catch. And wow. somehow magically like ended up in the end zone. And that was, I think what really got the, the wagons rolling that they actually had belief for a reason. So those are the two plays that stuck out to me the most. Yeah, definitely, definitely good plays. For me, for some reason, the biggest play that I can remember is that Sam Hubbard uh, sack that he had where he was playing the the Mike linebacker, just kind of sitting in that zone, just kind of man spying Mm -hmm. uh, Patrick Mahomes. And and the Chiefs should have had a touchdown, you know. You figure three, four shots um, to get into the end zone from within 15 yards for the Chiefs, and they end up having to kick a field goal. Like that was a huge win for the Bengals and a point where they had to feel like, oh my goodness, like we could win this game. We really could do it. But then they got the coin toss and everybody was convinced, myself included, that it was just, can you imagine how, like if the, if the playoff rules didn't get changed right then and there <laughs> or the overtime rules, I, I would have had major beef because to, to think the Bengals could have lost that game after yeah. going into overtime, we just, just would have been like, just would have been cruel, honestly. So why did the Bengals bring out their backup QB? Why did they bring out Brandon Allen or whatever his name is to be the coin toss guy? Oh my gosh. I don't know. They were trying to lose it, I guess. I mean, bring out Evan McPherson. He's your hot uh, player. Send him oh, out. Yeah. They should have brought out our guy. We got to shout out our guy, CJ Uzoma, man. I I he took him injured. in tra- I know. I know. He I think he tore his ACL or something like that. Yeah. I finally took him in DraftKings again all over the place <laughs> first play of the game just just Rip. straight up yeah just straight Rip. I think they should have they should have brought him out on the cart for the coin toss they should have that would have been a much better story for sure or, or bring out Andy Dalton oh that would have been awesome bring out Carson Palmer <laughs> bring out a DJ, bucket who's of, your mama bring out a bucket of skyline chili just to do the coin <laughs> toss <laughs> Very funny. Well, I think both of us are excited for the Bengals to be in the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, that was a great game, another nail-biter game that came down to the last score. But why don't we move on to the last game of the NFC Championship, Niners versus Rams in SoFi Stadium. Yep. Uh, so uh, I, I have one note here that I really want to talk about, then I'll turn it over to you. Mm. The noise in SoFi, if, if, at least from the TV, you know, I wasn't there in person, but it, it felt kind of like when I watched European soccer games and it's these top tier teams, it just felt like a soccer game. You know, both sides were so loud, the Rams side and the 49ers side that like it never quieted down in the stadium. And I wish more football games were like that because it's awesome. It's awesome to just hear roar of the crowd the whole time. And just hear everybody being kind of electric. But that was just yeah. kind of one thing I wanted to notate. No, you make a good point. And props to the Ram for Rams for pumping in crowd noise when the, the 49ers <laughs> offense. Cause they, oh, was that what they were doing? They were found guilty of doing that. But, you know, oh. it's beside the point. The <laughs> Never 49ers, mind. I thought it was the fans. It was just really the. There, there were, I believe there were a few, maybe maybe like dozens of Rams fans there at least. Is, is, what, I, <laughs> is what I could see and what I heard. But um I agree because like it, it kind of gave it like a bowl game atmos- atmosphere as well where, you, where yeah. you have it feels very like high school like where you have both student sections there and that makes that makes it fun that makes it uh, uh, honestly like 
props to the 49ers fans for taking the the home field advantage away from quite a few teams in the playoffs and in the last few weeks of the season, but it was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish I had more to say on this game other than just the, the frustration I had more than anything comes from the inability to not get your, your two best players, the ball in the fourth quarter, like, we Did watched, Debo even have a touch in the fourth quarter? I can't remember. He, he didn't touch the ball again with uh, from the 12-minute mark on. So wow. they had, there was, yeah. And and they, they cleared, like, the last two drives, they clearly could have used them um, in any sort of way. Like, I don't care if it's running the ball. I don't care if it's a jet sweep or one of those wide receiver screens like the one he scored on. Like, you got to – like, the season he's had, there's a reason he was so emotional at the end of the game, like – the guy had about as bad of a good of a season as I, as I've ever seen from a 49ers player and didn't really get a chance to, to, to take the game over in the end, like he deserved. And, and same thing with Kittle, like Kittle was great on the touchdown. He scored, he had a great game as well. And for whatever reason, they couldn't get the ball to their main play playmakers and the guys that got him there. So I, I feel bad that Jimmy Garoppolo has got a lot of the blame because I think a lot of the blame is also on the offensive line. I mean, I saw a lot of plays of where the offensive linemen were blocking each other. The Rams defense was so good. Like the Rams defensive line was just everything as advertised. It, it goes to show why they've invested so much into their team this year. Cause it's, it's paying dividends. So. Definitely. I, the, I, I mean, you put the Rams on a piece of paper and they should be the team, the Super Bowl favorite, you know, Yep. Just with all the weapons, all the great defensive and offensive players they have, they they should be the Super Bowl favorites even before the season started. You know, they should have been one, two, or three in that in that odds uh, in that regard. Uh, one thing we have to talk about is Matt Stafford. Um, Matt Stafford is he going to be the guy to win LA a Super Bowl? Is he going to go from zero playoff wins ever in his history with the Lions to now going to win a Super Bowl? He tried not. I mean, he, he threw a ball right to Jaquiski Tar. He tried his, his should have hard. been over. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it would have even been over just because the 49ers couldn't sustain a drive longer than like a minute anyways. But Stafford, like he is not, he's not a game manager, but the guy knows how to get the ball to his best players. Like Cooper cup has, has made him, like made everything for for Matt Stafford this year I fully believe and obviously Beckham is just like icing on the cake I mean you give up two 100 yard uh games to wide to two different wide receivers in the same game like you're not going to win many of those games so yeah. that all really Stafford has to do is get his fine cup and he's a tough guy to guard for a reason we've talked about him all year long beautiful routes obviously but yeah. I mean, like you said, adding Odell Beckham Jr. is icing on the cake. Cup feels more like a third down guy or like in a big situation where OBJ is kind of more like when he's open, like you can hit him and he's so fast and agile that he can create some separation and, and make these big plays at times. So very interesting. I, the Rams are just, I they're all in right now. If they don't win now, when will they ever win at this point? You know, so I don't know. Anything else do you, that you have to say about the Niners versus Rams game? No, I just am disappointed that uh, the the sting of one one loss is much worse than a six-game winning streak. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, 
it was it. I I told everybody as soon as the Rams and 49ers advanced and we're gonna play each other, I was like, it's just gonna wash away all of the joy that's come from uh beating them six straight times. So but yeah, but props yeah. to them. Like they they've had a, a strategy they've stuck to and they stuck to their guns. They McBay went all in even with the challenges. He had some absolutely insane challenges in the game. And timeouts, like and timeouts it like made no sense. He's just reckless. And for all the credit Shanahan and McVay get as play callers, like their ability to, to manage a game and manage the clock is just so be like, they still fall into the same trap that like no, no coach can ever just make like the smart decision with clock management. Yeah. Super interesting. I I don't get it. I don't know how we don't understand that yet. How coaches, and and maybe it's because they're in the heat of the moment. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder, but I don't understand. Just hire one guy. I, I would love to go and do that for Kyle Shannon. Just let me be the guy that the timeout guy. Yeah, that's I, I, that's great. You you can pay me. I'll I'll do it handsomely for one million a year, Shannon. That's all. It's, that's all it takes. I'll call. I'll use all your timeouts. That's worth a Super Bowl. That's worth <laughs> a Super Bowl is one million. I can. I think you could handle that. It is. Well. I, before we go on, uh, that, that wraps up the championship games. Before we go on, how do you feel about your Niners season? Personally, for the Patriots, I feel like it was a huge win of a season. I am so satisfied with what happened. I couldn't be happier, and I'm so excited for the prospects looking forward. How do you feel about the Niners season? Uh, it depends on when you – I mean, the beginning of the season, I would have told you that's where I expected to be, and that's where I'd hope we'd be. Um, when it was when we were three and five and they had just lost the Colts on that terrible Monday night football game or whatever that was, I, I wouldn't have told you there's a snowball's chance in hell that we were making that <laughs> NFC championship game. So at the same time, like I, I, I should be over the moon about it. And what, what really gets me excited is, is the future of this team. So I can't really be, I can't really be too down in the dumps at the same time. Plus, plus I knew, sorry Sorry, no, go no. ahead. Go ahead. Plus, I knew like since they've beaten the Bengals twice in the '80s in the Super Bowl, like that's that's when two of the Super Bowl wins came. I knew there's just no way they were gonna win again, and it would just been just heartbreak city, even yeah. worse for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a week or so. Losing the Super Bowl is the hardest one to lose. Yeah. Um. D- yeah. Uh. Well, I <laughs> one last question before we move on. We want to talk about yeah. other news around the world that's been going on. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is for sure gone? I have a slight inclination to think that he will be around, but do you think 100% he is gone? Uh, uh, I would, I would have given him a chance to still like, I, I would have thought that he might be sticking around if they hadn't said anything, but Garoppolo is already talking like he's gone. They've already written like many articles about like where he wants to go and what he oh. wants to do. And the players are already speaking like Lance is the guy. I, for as, like I've said, like I could, I could, I, I know I haven't always had nice things to say about Garoppolo, but like the the dude's, the dude's awesome. He's a winner. He'll make whatever franchise he goes to next better. Like this is, this is when it gets really sad as a guy who's rooted for Tom Brady his whole life. Jimmy Garoppolo is the best quarterback I've ever seen at 49. (laughs) Like that's how bad it is. That's, that's how bad my, my my lifetime quarterback has been. You know, honestly, of all my teams that I root for in football, like the 49ers, BYU football, 
And outside of one year from Zach Wilson, like Jimmy Garoppolo's five-year run might be the best I've seen. Yeah, that's probably the best for, you know, the teams you support in football. That's Colin Kaepernick had two great years, but they, it, it went to, to straight up crap after that. And so, but like longevity wise, Jimmy G's probably because Alex Smith wasn't super great, came in as a rookie on not a great roster. He really only had one good year in 2011 for us. Yeah. And then Kaepernick took over. So, I mean, it, it's it's Garoppolo and maybe Kaepernick. That's that's it. That's really it. And Tim Rattay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, he's a good guy. He, yeah. Uh, CJ Beathard. Nick Mullins. Oh man, those names are like daggers to me right now. <laughs> but like I said, like whoever, wherever Garoppolo goes, it'll make that that team better. Even though he has obvious limitations, like I wish nothing for the best for the dude. But it's it's time to move on, and it was time to move on when they traded three first round picks for Trey Lance as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, that kind of wraps up the year for us. We'll come back next week and do our Super Bowl picks. Kind of give a Super Bowl preview. Scott, why don't we move on to some other news going on around the league, going on around the world and other sports. Let's start off with the hottest news in the world right now. Tom Brady, fake Mm. retired. Had Adam Schefter tweet out that he was going to retire, then unretired, but then really did retire. Wow. While also harming Big Ben's Hall of Fame induction. Potentially, potentially, I guess I should say, maybe Big Ben's not a first ballot Hall of Famer now that Tom Brady retired in the same year. I don't know. Oh, man, that would be that would be rough to think. That would be rough to think about. (laughs) Don't they don't they do the the Hall of Fame induction like in Pittsburgh or something like that, too? I thought it was in Canton, which is like 20 miles from Pittsburgh. It's in Ohio, but it's like not far from Pittsburgh. He says all the Steelers fans are going to be. I, I've heard it's going to be a Steelers takeover in Canton for Big Ben. They're not even going to. They're not even going to speak about Tom Brady. <laughs> all going to be for Big Ben, baby. In in five years from now, Big Ben's yeah. pulling up on a wheelchair in that. He's he's coming in wheelchair, broken arm, bloody face. He is oh showing out for the fans in that one. Oh my goodness! I wish nothing for him. Just be a hundred percent healthy at this point. Just 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 pulling up with some pf chang's takeout that's all he's got (laughs) um let's talk about the brady thing for a second though because because where there was a whole debate about where everybody sat on the side of the news because so Schefter broke the news or whatever and then brady was like apparently brady's camp said no we actually haven't like announced anything or decided anything yet and Schefter stuck to his guns and then four days later or whatever was was when the official announcement came where did you stand as as a tom brady truther as a tom brady um lover. fanatic you can yeah. say lover okay that's yeah, fine. lover <laughs> sure yeah i didn't want it for you but took the words out of my mouth where'd you stand on it um i thought it was really interesting that Schefter, after he put that out had tom brady's agent reach out and be like hey like he, he sent that message that was like, hey, it's not really official yet. That kind of means like, to me, it was kind of like Schefter was talking to Brady's agent and Brady's agent was like, yeah, he's retiring. And then Schefter kind of like tweeted it out and then like didn't want to go back on it because that's huge news. Yeah. And, and I was excited for Tom Brady, but mostly excited for Giselle. Giselle basically came out and was like, I am so happy. And, and so I'm excited that he is now moving on and going to be with his family, which he's given up, 
you know, 15 years of his family's life to be, to really put on a show for us. And now he can go and be the dad that he's always wanted to be. So it was great news all around. Going to retire a Patriot. That's what I hear. Not a buck, even though somehow he didn't say anything about the Patriots in his long winded post. But um, how, how do you, cause, cause here's where I was sitting at in the middle of that whole fiasco. I was like, Brady's a hundred percent. Like he's going to use this Schefter news and he's going to come back for one more year. <laughs> like that's just Tom Brady, man. Like he, he just wants to stick it to everybody. I was, I was absolutely convinced. Did you think he was gone no matter what, even despite. I thought the only way he was coming back was if he got traded to a different team. I feel like the Buccaneers are going to lose a lot of key players that Brady wants around yeah. um, that they can't pay. And so Brady felt like the situation was going to be a situation where he could not perform at his best. So the only way would be if he got traded and I don't think he wanted to move his family, um, you know, to uh, where's a place that could potentially San Francisco. Yeah. Which they already denied him. Um, But like a place where he could potentially win a Super Bowl, you know? So yeah, it's true. That's kind of how I felt. I felt like once Schefter tweeted it, it was like a done deal. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I was just like, I, I, I didn't think I'd ever be, be free of the bad man from hurting me. He, he'd hurt, <laughs> he hurt me for so long and didn't think it could be over. But now honestly, you can appreciate his greatness, right? I'm grateful I appreciate I could appreciate his greatness before he actually retired because we're, we're, it, the truth of the matter is we're never going to see anyone like him ever again. And I, no. I feel confident saying that just because it, we've already seen it with, with Rodgers. We're seeing it right now with Mahomes. It is freaking hard to win Super Bowls and how he managed to win seven of them I'll never know because the NFL like what makes NFL so spectacular and I was talking to a lot of people about this over the weekend is like it's it's essentially like just a a free-for-all on any given night like you you never know what to expect of of who can be who very level playing field a lot of talents that are very very similar it is it is perfect parody and it's like you, you don't get the same thing with college football where you have two teams just heads and shoulders above the rest pretty much every year. Like you can have a team somehow like the Bengals that have no business being, being anywhere near the Super Bowl and Barty trophy. <laughs> and they're all of a sudden one game away from it. Yeah. And Brady somehow won seven of them. I started watching the man in their year, the arena stuff that night, just to let you know. Yeah. Were you getting chills? Were you just, just, Oh, I was, up? It was it was some not 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 safe for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's just say there was a good night for that one. That one, oh, it was a god going back and reliving those Brady moments, seeing Vrabel, seeing Rodney Harrison, all those guys. It was a good, it was a good night. It was a good moment for sure. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, definitely awesome what Brady's done. Uh, let's get on to some other news uh, before we move on to our interview here. Washington football team now has a new name. Do you want to announce it to the to all the listeners of the pod? Man, no longer the football team. RIP to the football team. It was finally growing on all of us. I should and have got they, a I should have got a jersey. I missed out. You should have. They probably won't have any for sale any ever again. But <laughs> they they went as basic as they could on us with the commanders. I just I just like where do you stand on the name change? I mean, you've been a football team guy the last few years. I, I say uh... you stick with the football team at that point. Yeah, I, I, I don't like the commanders that much. I know when DraftKings had like a free pool where you could guess the name, 
I uh, thought they were going to go with the admirals. I was like, oh, the admirals could be kind of sick. Like, yeah. I, I like that David better Robinson, than, You get David Robinson as the, the mascot? You get a huge boat as the mascot. Just some big <laughs> old boat. I was so like excited. For, yes, just some random thing to be the mascot. I was so excited for that. Not bad. Um, commanders i understand they went with commanders because like commander in chief they're in washington and george also washington. they yeah. yep george washington they can also be commanders on the field I, whatever it's an okay name whatever you know the the thing with them is you, you wait two years like you, you just the the hype was so out of control for what it could have been like they they had there's no way they were gonna live up to people's expectations and i heard like red wolves get thrown out there stuff like that what about the hogs one the what was the hogs one i liked the hogs one too red hogs yeah something like the red hogs or something it was like it was like their old uh fan section i can't remember just gone from the redskins to the football team to the pigskins oh the washington pigskins actually they should have went from the redskins to the football team to the washington team that would have made more sense to just be the team. The Washington football Redskins. Can you imagine <laughs> if they did that? Oh, man, that would be so wow. wild. Wow. But, I mean, they've signed themselves up now for um, however long they have this name. They're going to be called the Commies for the rest of, for the rest of time. Like, that. just – It's, gonna it's be not a good commies. name. It's going to be the Commies. Yeah. I hate to break it. They're going to be the Red – whatever – what was it? The Red Wave, Red Storm or whatever the – the communists are called don't remember i don't well, support communism i'm sorry oh, scott me, me neither that's why i don't know the name oh okay yeah. well, well let's move on past the washington commanders and now talk a, a little bit about brian flores a lot has been in the news lately about brian flores and the lawsuits he's going to have i i, I mean we saw the text from bill belichick uh, basically <laughs> congratulating him um Obviously, Brian Dable and Brian Flores were both coordinators under Belichick at one point or, or assistants or whatever under yeah. Belichick. Um, really classic, interesting classic story. Mix up. Classic mix up there. Classic look, like 70 year old guy mix same. up. Yeah, no. Not at all. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I do think Brian Flores uh, is should be a potential head coaching candidate at certain jobs i i don't know why he's so upset about the giants job i guess because he doesn't feel like he got a shot but like i wouldn't want to coach the giants if i were him i feel like there's better teams that he could coach so i was shocked that that was like the thing that like triggered him but like i totally get it at the same time because of the text and because of what he felt had happened there well and i think the kind of like the nail in the coffin was the whole article that came out too about how he was going to be paid a hundred thousand dollars for each loss that he yeah. took as the Dolphins coach. Like, for as good of a coach is as he is, it just seems like he's never really gotten a, f- a fair shot. Like, it just hasn't like been in the cards for him to be able to like have success as a coach. Even though he's had he had good success with the Dolphins, and everyone was shocked when he got fired in the first place. So, so why like, would you go to the Giants if you want a good shot? <laughs> it's true. It's true, and. I'm not sure it's it's too bad that he's um kind of falling on his sword like this because he's he's kind of said like he expects now because he has filed this lawsuit that he is pretty much um 
signing himself up to not be in the coaching ring anymore. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because he, he still should be for the reasons that like, he is a great coach and he's, he's like making a, um, not like a, not, I mean, he's making a statement, but he's also making like, uh, I feel like a great move in trying to speak up for the, the, the minorities that don't get fair shots in NFL coaching platforms. So I agree. And, and, you know, there's a lot that probably goes into these coaching searches and, you know, it's totally different when you're in a meeting with a guy and how you feel with that guy, maybe Brian Flores, um, as we may know, he's a little bit strong headed, uh, which can really rub some owners the wrong way, especially in today's game where owners want to have a lot of input. Totally. I, I do think the Rooney rule definitely does have some big flaws in it, but where I would like to see the Rooney rule go or whatever rule may come because of all of this, I would like to see more minorities getting chances in the lower ranks to get into coaching rather than just the upper ranks, which would really build a bigger pool rather than having potentially four candidates be a head coaching candidate, you know, get a lot more assistant coaches and everything into that door. I think that's the way that this should be going. That's just my personal opinion. And I hope that this changes that for the better. Yeah. I mean, it, it is crazy that somehow now we've gotten back to the point where there is only one black head coach in the NFL and it's Mike Tomlin but I I hope we see more change moving forward and guys like Flores do get a chance again because clearly the guy's a great coach and every every coach has a different style and maybe he's not fit for the NFL specifically because of his his hard-headedness but we'll see I guess that I wish him all the best honestly I do too. I do too. Hopefully we get to see Byron Leftwich out in Jacksonville. That's still my hope. I'm still keeping my fingers crossed, but let's move on. Two more things before we go to the break here. Joe Ingles from the Utah Jazz out for the season with the big injury. I don't have much to say, but just shout out, Joe. We love you, man. Everyone in Utah loves you. And thanks for everything you've given us for sure. It's, it's tough because he was not having a, a great year either. He was really struggling. Um, even before the injury and so him going down like this is is really sad and honestly seems like just kind of almost like an end of an era moment for for Joe Ingles who has like you said meant a lot to the Jazz from the moment he got here so it is sad speedy recovery to Joe that's all we wish yeah last thing I have is there has been it's it's close to NBA trade deadline it's coming this Thursday I have to speak up about it. Thursday the 10th <laughs> is is the trade deadline. There is one trade rumor I've heard around the mill. James Harden might be going to the 76ers. The 76ers are apparently pursuing him very hard, and the Nets have been open to discussions as of recent. Watch out for maybe Ben Simmons for Harden trade with you know <laughs> potentially some other stuff thrown in there i i know i was on on air saying ben simmons probably won't be traded but this is probably the potential that would get ben simmons out of philadelphia what is the percent chance that you think that that happens 25 percent. okay so you're not getting your hopes up too much right i'm not getting my hopes up because i think both teams will want like more than they actually should get so yeah. it will just kind of go to a stalemate but i think that's actually a good trade for both teams yeah, I mean, theoretically, the the Nets could obviously use a little bit more defense 
maybe some more playmaking. Um, the 76ers, they could use Embiid to have another guy, honestly. He's <laughs> doing it all by himself. I mean, Tyrese Maxey I've seen has, has been really great for them, but Embiid's literally – he's trying to win the MVP by himself pretty much every single night. So I, I would like – honestly, I don't like either of them, but I think that would like make me like both of them a lot more if that trade ended up happening. I think it would be good for both parties. I really 100% think so. Yeah. So let's hope it happens. Let's put it, let's put it out there. We're keeping our hopes up. I got James Harden as my background right now, just for the hope, for the hope that he moves. Get him out. Free, free him from that terrible situation in Brooklyn. There's just too many superstars he has to play with. It's got to be difficult. It's got to be. It's really got to be. It's got to be difficult to play with the best player in the NBA right now. <laughs> he hasn't played with him, so I, sure, I'm he, sure it has been. Yeah, he wouldn't know this year. He wouldn't know. Well, that wraps it up. Let's go to a quick break. When we come back from a quick break, we're going to actually be interviewing our buddy, Shuby Shah. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Let's go to that break. All right, we have our guy here, Shuby Shah is in-house over the wavelengths. Shuby, how are you doing, man? Tell us a little bit about what's going on in life. We have a couple of questions for you here, but tell us tell us a little bit about you, man. What's going on? Uh, you know, nothing much. It's been, I haven't listened to any NFL media since uh, the Green Bay Packers were unceremoniously. Oh, good. You know, uh, beat and the beat, they deserved it. And uh, it's been it's been a rough few weeks, but I'm excited for the Super Bowl. Excited to see um, excited to see Matt Stafford get one. Yeah, we're I was just going to say well. we should have had a moment of silence for all, all three of us because it, it we all three are very down bad on this podcast oh, as so of this bad. week. Hey, I'm rejoicing! Really, I'm rejoicing! Not really though. Tom. The Packers and the Niners are the only team to beat the Bengals and the Rams in the regular season. It's true. It's true. I, I, I'm expecting my ring to get here in the, the mail any day now because of that. So that's <laughs> all I can hold on ring, to. Huh? Hang the banner. If we were the Colts, yeah. we'd, we'd yeah. have it up. Yep. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm pretty ecstatic, man, just for my team to get in there with a rookie quarterback. We can talk a little bit more about teams a little bit later because I have some big questions for you, Shuby, about the Packers' future. Oh, let's do it. going to go on. But before we start, just to get the listeners to, you know, get to know you kind of get to know what you like in life. I have a couple of questions here warming you up. If you had one place that you could go on vacation or one place you could travel in the world, where would it be and why? Ooh, gotta be Hawaii. Um, <laughs> Maui, Honolulu, Kauai. No, I've, I've only been to Oahu, but I want to okay. I want to see everywhere else. Actually, I just got a reminder from uh, my Facebook this morning that I was in Hawaii this time last year. And wow. dang, you know, thinking about being there and eating udon noodle, and then I had a protein bar for lunch today. So that's been uh, <laughs> a stark change. A bit really taking it, you back. I thought you were gonna say Indianapolis. I thought uh, that's where. I thought that's where the dream destination was. <laughs> no, I, I'm excited for Indianapolis. It'll be fun. I think uh, the firm I'm working at, I know they're the general counsel for the Indy motorway, motorway. Not sure if they are for the Colts, but I've heard that they are. So I don't know. I need to double check. But it would be interesting if I can somehow convince them to trade uh, Darius Leonard, uh, Quentin <laughs> Nelson, three first-round picks to the Green Bay Packers. For, uh, and DeForest Buckner. And DeForest Buckner. Throw that in there for our, for our special teams coordinator. And- and maybe Andrew Luck. Just oh. ship Luck up there, too. Yeah, that would work. That would work. Bring him back. Philip Rivers, I think they still got the rights. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
They've got to. They've got to. Well, good. I like Hawaii. That's a good choice. You'll you'll have to explore some more. Both Scott and I have been to Hawaii a couple of times. I like Maui the best. Scooter, what about you? Are you a Kauai guy? Maui, just because that's where the uh, that's where the Maui Invitational <laughs> happens, baby. You can't see that anywhere else. Yep. But I like Kauai too. You know? as, as soon as you said Scooter, I was like, I know for a fact Scott's going to say the Maui Invitational. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where else can you see Bill Walton? just high on every sort of drug just announcing a game like where, where else are you gonna find that in the world? he's high on life at that point man true it doesn't even need a drug drug free not a drug guy he's not a drug guy no yeah yeah <laughs> okay shuby one last question for the listeners to get to know you uh you're studying law at byu um what is your favorite law case that you have ever studied and why Ooh, that's a tough one um I would definitely go with um, there was one we read like a couple of weeks ago. So I really, I know last time I was on, I talked about the Cincinnati Bengals case, which good luck for them. Maybe I should talk about uh, my team case? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. the uh, the one I read, read recently, it was like Chada v. City of New York. And turns out the plaintiff in that case was an Indian guy from Kenya. And which for the listeners, I am an Indian guy from Kenya. So that was like, <laughs> I was reading that case and the whole class was staring at me like, <laughs> like, no, I wasn't born in the thirties. So definitely, definitely not me, but it was very, it's very interesting. And uh, turns out that, uh, you know, the guy with the last name, he, I actually grew up with a guy with the same last name. I was really good buddies with him. So um, I don't talk to him anymore, but I want to maybe reach out and be like, hey, you related to this guy? I don't know, kind of a full circle, but that's about it. Blast, blast from the past right there. Blast from the past. It was the weirdest thing. I walk into class and our professor is like talking about, uh, you know, an Indian guy from Kenya. And then I walk in a little late and it was like, oh, well, maybe they're talking about me, but it turns it's out like, that- <laughs> it's like, he's right here and we've got him. He's, he here's came the guy. to speak, here's the, he came here's to, speak the case to us that- today. <laughs> But I, I did that. Uh, from our from mine and Scotty's stats days. I I remember <laughs> I remember one time this uh, this professor. I don't know. I was in like a one on one meeting with him, and he was astonished to realize that there are Indian guys in Kenya. He was like, "Oh, who was our counselor? Whatever his name was." But he was extremely shocked. Didn't believe it. Googled it. And... I was taken back when you said <laughs> that. I didn't believe it for a second. I didn't know you were from Kenya. Oh, that's awesome. I thought you were going to talk about your great-grandfather, Lahiri, who's on the PGA Tour. Lahiri. (laughs) He's good. He's good. He's winning it. He's getting the Masters this year. He just saw his first Masters commercial the other day. Lahiri's taking it. Oh, baby. If they're putting him on the Masters and he wins, I want to be there for the dinner. That would be an amazing, (laughs) amazing dinner. I would love to see like Ben Watson and all the old dudes eat spicy hot. Oh pie. my God. Oh, yeah. that would be oh awesome. God. That is a content <laughs> machine right there. Maybe that would be sweet. We get a uh, Bryson in there as a special guest, try to see him manage that with all the protein he eats. But... Yeah. That, that would not coalesce at all. I love it. Thanks Shuby for, for kind of introducing yourself there. I do have a couple of questions here, you know, recapping the Packers season, they had a great year. Didn't start off super hot with Aaron Rodgers in the first game, but really came to a to a quick oh, yeah. halt at the end with the 49ers beating them in Green Bay in the weather. You know, I'm not here to rub it in. I, I just want that on the record. It's not why we had him on. Hey, and if you, if you do, you deserve it. If I, I have no percent. I will not dance on anybody's grave with the, the disappointment. I hey, except I, the Seattle Seahawks. We we gotta dance on the Seahawks. That's you're, all, you're right. I will dance on the grave of Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll till <laughs> till my days are end. 
until my days are over. But yeah, I, I think the Packers deserve it, man. They didn't build a dome for Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. What, what were they doing up there, man? Build it for Jordan Love. That's who they'll build it for. And then Jordan they gotta, Love. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta they gotta just have another stock sale. Build it. Build a dome. Come on, Mark Murphy. It's true. They have enough. They have enough owners. I'll be. You all pitched in what three hundred dollars? You shall be able to chip in. Yeah, just get a get a dome, and uh, well, I, you know, it's, it's, sure it's not glass like the Vikings, right? <laughs> no, kill all the birds. But uh, no, it's just funny because Rogers has throughout like the past six years, you know, all the playoff heartbreaks. He always talks about, "I'd love to have this at home. Would love to play this at home." And then comes at home, and he just poops the bed except the first drive. <laughs> yeah, his one Super Bowl came in like all away games at domes, right? Exactly. Yeah, he played. He played zero home games and they played in like, it was in Philly. It was cold Atlanta dome. And then Chicago was pretty cold, I guess, but just dome places everywhere. Interesting. Interesting. So speaking of Rogers, where do you see the direction of the Packers going forward into next year? And what do you see as like a dream package to get in return for Aaron Rodgers? Pause. Great question. Um, <laughs> I I've been on the, I've been on the tank for Stroud train since uh the day we lost like as soon as rogers threw the hail mary to Devonte, it's like i'm done with this like get us you know get me get me cj stroud but um i like that i like cj stroud he's, he's a good player um he's and, really pretty good after like reading today i know um on twitter they were talking about it today especially that packers are ready to offer like a monster contract and i'm just like this was the best roster that the green bay packers have had around him like you know every position was good linebacker corner no evident mis- like no evident problem the- except maybe let's try to go ahead yeah the best defense he's so definitely like played with right oh definitely best defense he's played with um maybe the one you know weakness was right tackle um and he's had and maybe wide receiver too so best roster he's ever had it's not going to work out he was an mvp player like it's it's time to say goodbye but uh i i think they want to bring him back and i think they might i hope they don't but i think they will um but a dream package you know anything three first round picks. And then after that, anything else is just cream on top of the pie. But if he goes for two first round picks, which is the same prize as like Matthew Stafford, I'm going to be pretty upset. Like, yeah, yeah, you should be, you should, <laughs> you should be. be because, because Rogers realistically still has what three to five years left in him at like this rate. Like he's yeah. like, they might not all be like they were this year, but at the same time, like the guy's coming off two MVPs. Okay. I don't, I don't see like, in three years all of a sudden he's going to be big ben with a walking boot oh, like, no. <laughs> might know? be you never know it's it, he hasn't been a road warrior like big ben has no, been a full no. career. He, but i yeah, don't know it, it's just like and i know people will say that like oh he's 38 but it's like what like how many teams in the nfl would trade three first round picks for like one deep playoff run maybe like 28 Dude, yeah. I've got one team. I've got one trade package I want to bring to your, right. to your table right here. First oh. trade package of the season. Listen to this. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Titans for mm. Tannehill and three first-round picks. Tannehill can be your one-year stopgap quarterback. You get three first-round picks from the Titans. You get C.J. Stroud. Right you there get C.J. Stroud in the future. <sighs> See, you allow would... Jordan Love to maybe grow or trade him away. I would, I would, I would reject that just because, because of Tannehill's contract. I mean, three first round picks is amazing. Tannehill has an incredibly bad contract, and 
I, I think it would be an instance of like we'll be stuck in like Daniel's going to get us to maybe eight wins, nine wins, and it's just it's going to be one of those where it's either you rip the whole band aid off or you you keep Rodgers and you know kick the can down the road. So if they get Tannehill, then maybe make the Nickelodeon playoff game, you know, go <laughs> play play against like the second seed every year and get beat by twenty. But yeah, if I I do like the three first rounders, it would just be amazing if it's like trade him away to a team that's not going to give us a quarterback in return, you know, sign Marcus Mariota or someone of the sort. Um, I've really, I've been on the Mariota train. Give me Mariota for interesting or just, or just that's, that's guy too. I love Mariota. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture Tannehill as a better stopgap quarterback. I mean, his contract only lasts two more years. It is, it is quite a bit of money, but in comparison to what like Dak Prescott or a lot of these guys are making, it's, it's nothing in comparison to them, but I do like Mariota as well. I I'm a big Mariota guy. I know a quarterback who performed pretty well in the cold in the playoffs this year is Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) Zero touchdowns, two playoff wins. Uh, Hey, he, he he pulled through when it mattered. I mean, it, it was just pretty hilarious watching Rogers try to just like target either Aaron Jones or Devante, or I'm throwing it away. And it just, the memories of Ben Baldwin came back where Baldwin always said, Rogers is going to hit Devante. He's going to throw it out of bounds. And that's exactly what happened. This was game. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Lazard was invisible. Every other open receiver was invisible. Hey, what I'm, about- glad, I'm glad you you seem like you're in a healthy spot. That's that's what I'm 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 glad to see here tonight. I mean, because I'm still in an unhealthy spot, so I know there's light at the end of the tunnel here at some point for me. You know, no, I just I just figured that like you know as much as I bashed Gutekunst over the summer, he has really pulled through, and um, I think just the fact that it's a solid organization, Gutekunst drafts really well i think we've had like one one pick in the first two rounds over the past four years not pan out josh jackson just really bad um isn't he a corner wasn't he like supposed to be some decent corner i mean hagan i'm sure you remember him he had like three picks against ohio state this one year yeah (laughs) and uh, i remember being like oh get me i I want i want josh jackson i want josh jackson (laughs) But turns out picking off JT Barrett is not an indicative of being a good NFL quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not really good. Uh, good translation uh, there. But yeah, he's he's really he's been good. You know, he's been a great GM. Um, think he will eventually figure out the quarterback position, no matter what. Um, and uh, maybe maybe we're stuck in QB purgatory for twenty years, or maybe we trade three first rounders for Trey Lance, which I'm totally for. Oh my gosh. Just end me if that happens. Just hey, are you Scott? Where do you stand on Trey Lance? What, what's your what's your? I name? I would much rather see Trey Lance play that play for our team than I I I just feel like I've I've finally like moved on from Jimmy G. I'm ready. I'm ready to see this new era with Lance. See what he can do. I don't want Rogers to mosey in here after all this time and then get the glory. Like it would if he brought us to the Super Bowl, great. But at the same time, I would rather just just put my chips in with Lance. But um, I was going to ask, hey, I don't know if you're going to ask this as well, but was there a place that you would not want to see Rodgers go to? Like, I know you wouldn't want to see him go to the Bears probably. No, definitely not. Uh, obviously um, not. That's probably number one. But, like, is there another place? 
that um, you would just be like, absolutely not. Even if they gave us like six first rounders, you're like, I'm not. Kirk Cousins it. and four first oh, rounders for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Hey, there's just one unbacked guy for another unbacked guy. You know, why not? Yeah, straight across. Hey, yeah. I don't know if you guys, speaking of which, I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, I got to pull this up. One of our Acme packing companies, like Justice Mosqueda, did this. Uh, he did kind of like a, a um, March Madness tournament of all the, you know, Aaron Rodgers' nicknames that came out after the loss. There was like oh, Throw man. Rogan in there. There was uh, Q Aaron. Q Aaron. There was uh, there was one that was like really funny. It was like Bright Bart Star. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they yeah. were incredibly funny. But I mean, um, I think the only place that would really, really ick me would definitely be the Seahawks. I mean, I just. Oh my God. I do not want I This, this was, this is coming from a man who suggested. Rogers for Russell Wilson not just a week ago I saw the tweet I saw that, the tweet. that was the day after the loss I, I was still in, in cope but um, <laughs> that was that was as low as a man could possibly that get. was pretty low I yeah. I haven't deleted it just so it reminds me of how low I was but sure, you need to pin that you I think that like too. I'd be happy with like the Niners I'd be happy with you know Cardinals Rams I mean Rams are not gonna do it but even okay. Tampa wouldn't really care wouldn't um, care about that because that's that seems like the place that's getting the most traction right Hag oh, is that what you've seen Hag or yeah definitely getting the most traction I don't like it because Tampa doesn't have a lot of assets and they're losing a lot of players so I don't yeah. like that move at all but that yeah. that and Denver seem like the two hot spots for land but it that just seems like if he really wants to win a Super Bowl that seems really like we can talk a little bit more about this later but you're going you're going into not only a division with Herbert and Mahomes, but you also have Allen, Lamar Jackson, just Joe Burrow now. You have Mac Jones. Don't forget Mac, Mac Jones. Brian Blake, Hoyer. Blake Bortles will probably go somewhere in there. Brock Osweiler's probably there somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't Blake Bortles have just as many playoff wins in the last 10 years as oh, Aaron Rodgers? There's no way he's gonna want to see that guy. Not last five years. Last five years. Oh, last five years. Yeah. <laughs> Right. No, I, I agree. I think I think he should stay in the NFC. I mean, if he goes to the AFC, I just I mean, especially Denver, like you're definitely not winning the division. That's for sure. Yeah, but Big Black wouldn't want to hear that. I'm sure Big Black wants wants <laughs> Rogers in Denver, but at the same time, I don't I, I don't know. Like the the whole um the Buccaneers thing, people have also been talking about Jimmy G there too, which mm. is like wow. can you imagine Bruce Arians wanting anything to do with a guy that can't throw it further than 15 yards downfield like that doesn't make sense bruce arians would kill jimmy yeah. like yeah. two of preseason yeah. like yeah. it wouldn't i mean definitely like if bruce arians loved Jameis, i mean Jameis could throw it he would he's gonna throw an interception but hey he's gonna throw it 80 yards down the field <laughs> yeah but, at least yeah bruce arians would probably get brett Favre before jimmy g let's be honest oh, Brett no, Favre right now hate i mean if you guys know i mean bruce arians is red tomato face on live tv every time he's on yeah there. Yeah. And his pack, I love his little pack. That's probably calling in, throw it deep every time. That's what it's for. <laughs> Imagine that for Jimmy. Oh my gosh, he would he would kill Jimmy. Poor Jimmy. Yep. I hope he doesn't go to. I I I could not stand for that. Hey, but, what? Sorry, I I hijacked that. Hey, what what other questions you got? I love the hijack. I have two more questions before we let Shuby get off, and we can definitely talk some more too. But, um. Which order do I want to go in? Let's go like this. Player you are most excited for in 2022. Doesn't have to be a Packers player. Nope, doesn't, doesn't have, have to be. Mm. I would prefer it, but oh, okay. doesn't have to be. I, I'm Mason incredible. Crosby. 
No, God, he's getting cut. He's getting cut. Corey Bajorquez. Give me, give me Jake to make. Give me oh, this Jake Oldroyd. I'll take Jake oh. Oldroyd. Oh. Uh, hey, oh, good man. news though. The Packers fired their special teams coordinator. I was actually having a chat uh, with on, on Packers Twitter. Uh, stupid side story, but we we're just wondering if Packers hadn't fired their defensive, co- I mean, special teams coordinator. How would it? How funny it would have been if he was coaching at the Pro Bowl, like? Special teams coordinators here, like telling Debo how to return kicks. Like, dude, shut up. Like, you don't know nothing. I was always nervous about special teams. It's a third of the game, and the Packers didn't have that third. That's a slogan. Give me, give me Joe Judge, man. Law and order. Um, (laughs) But player, I'm most excited to see definitely Trey Lance. I mean, I have been Trey Lance truther since day one. I mean, you can ask Scott. This is true. This is true. He got me on the train. I, I was I, I believe from the first day that Trey Lance has a higher ceiling than Trevor Lawrence. Um, I mean, that's a stretch. Trevor Lawrence is going to be amazing. But I've just always been a Trey Lance guy. He has a cannon, and he can run, and he has Shanahan and Trent Williams, Kittle, Debo. It's going to be – that division is going to be a shootout. I mean, next year I'm probably not going to care as much about the playoffs. It's just going to be for fun. So I'm going to watch a lot more NFC West, and it's just – it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a bloodbath because Russ is not going to be happy with how last season went, even though, even though he made the Pro Bowl. I mean, for some, somehow, Russell Wilson made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. He's looked yeah. good in the Pro Bowl. I watched the Pro Bowl, just so you guys know. The skills <laughs> challenge, and he <laughs> looked good in the skills Kirk challenge. Kirk missing everything under the sun yesterday. <laughs> See, Shuby saw the skills challenge, too. Russell Wilson was dead on, and Kirk Cousins was was not good. So he was, he was. How is he an NFL quarterback? I mean, I see how Justin Jefferson is mad at him. Like, he just... Well, the Vikings also, sorry, might hire Mike Pettin as defensive coordinator. So I kind of, I kind of want to see Rodgers come back just for those two games against Minnesota. Oh man, <laughs> defense. yeah, that's that would, yeah, that would be really. There would be but some some. Trey no Lance is my off. answer. Trey, Trey Lance. Good, good. I like Trey Lance. My last question I have for you, Shuby, before we let you off: Which team is most likely to win the NFC North next year? Ooh. Bears, Packers, Lions. Or Vikings. And what and what record will it be over or under six and nine? <laughs> or six and six and eleven. I mean if if Rogers comes back, um, which I think I think he will. He's like he stayed back in Green Bay for a couple of weeks and you know talked with the coaches. If he does end up coming back, I think it's a flip right now. If he does, then definitely Green Bay. But we're living in a world where Jordan Love or post LASIK Jameis or uh, Marcus Mariota is starting. Um, I still don't see how anybody beats Green Bay. I mean, the Lions are, you know, awesome, awesome coached, great, yay, but they're not, you know, they're not winning a division. Um, compare that to the Bears. I just, you know, everything new going on there. I don't see, they don't have any wide receivers, first of all, which is pretty important. Um, and I mean, Packers are not going to have any if we don't resign Devontae. But, um, and the Vikings just, if they hire Mike Pettin and, I just their defense their defense was like a top five unit with Mike Zimmer the drop off from that to Mike Pettin or whoever they get is like astronomical and I I could see the Vikings do it but I think no matter what it still probably is Green Bay Um, just well coached you know offensive line is still going to be amazing defensive line is still going to be amazing Jair is back Stokes is back safeties will probably be back Rashawn Gary was unstoppable in that you know he deserved to win in that playoff game which he was the best player on the field he was just, I mean, Scott can attest to that. He was wrecking every play. <laughs> Honestly, Tom Compton might as well have been invisible trying to block <laughs> Sean Gary that whole game. It was just like if Jimmy G had even like, 
I don't know, uh, a 7 2 40 yard <laughs> dash time, they would should have just rolled him out away from Gary, but it didn't matter. But he, he was, yeah, yeah he was I, I, I honestly just feel like it, it, it's insane that a, a team can lose their two times, like back to back MVP, and then still probably be the favorites to win their division next year like that's that's the state of the yeah. nfc north it's almost to the it's almost as bad as the the rest of the teams in the afc east there for a while hey with the <laughs> afc Patriots. south what are you talking about afc is <laughs> way worse than yeah, the they're, afc they're both they're both bad that's true but uh, afc east has the best the most winning team in the last 10 years i meant outside of the Patriots. one team oh oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah oh hey, hey oh. what about uh what, what what do you think about um uh, what's what's I'm going with the Lions. The Lions I, are going to win the NFC North next well, year. I, I mean, I would love to see that. If we're tanking, tank hard, like you know, lose <laughs> every game. Like, uh, and Justice Mosqueda also likes to call it. See, like players with like teams with no playoff aspirations, it's like CTE win sprints. Like you're just running around getting CTE. It really doesn't matter. And <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like look, if we're tanking, like I bring back the special teams coordinator, make him defensive coordinator. Like just let him. <laughs> Let him call every single play. I will, I'll say that's nice about the 49ers strategies. The last five years, they've basically just been top five pick or NFC championship <laughs> game. Like that's that's the only no the only in between. Got going for us. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's a great it's a great place to be in as an NFL fan. It keeps you engaged. But hey, uh, Hagen, before I go, I saw a report today that uh, the Patriots might get Adam Gase as offensive coordinator. I mean, Joe that- Gatto himself. That's good. Yeah, that's what Adam Gase is a good offensive coordinator, horrible head coach. Don't ever hire him as a head coach. But if you know he's under Bill Belichick's tutelage, he'll be a head coach again in three or five years. I I can't wait for him to be fired midseason because Bill just got absolutely mad. (laughs) Everything it would it would be pretty hilarious if he you know becomes offensive coordinator and then beats the Jets by like fifty in the two games they play. That would be pretty funny. I was hoping they'd bring back Charlie Weiss in all honesty, bring back the good old days. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> KU legend, Charlie Weiss. <laughs> KU. Hey, how, how are the Jayhawks doing? In basketball or football? Basketball. Football, it's, uh, it's, it's the Jackson yeah, Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. In football, we, yeah, there's not much to discuss. In basketball, you know, they're, they're, they're still a threat, but it, it ain't, it ain't, the, the brightest uh, of times right now. They play Baylor tomorrow. By the time Ooh. this this podcast will be out, so that'll, that'll tell me a little bit more about where. Yeah, I was at. Scott. I was at Wingstop today, Scotty, and uh, guess who I saw? I saw Gideon George at, at Provo Wingstop. And I, yeah. He he plays like he played last night, like he needed some Wingstop because he he had, he had a rough game versus the old <laughs> San Francisco Dons last night. So I hope he had, I I hope he refueled because they've got a big game tomorrow night. Uh, who, who, oh, they got Gonzaga, huh? Ooh, yeah yeah so <laughs> it's it's looking a little tough for the but for all teams in in scott's backyard right now but thanks for bringing that up it's okay <laughs> we're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna lose tomorrow by at least 30 i mean i'm taking the under on that the cougs, really? the cougs are coming under, out good under they'll, call they'll 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 take they'll take some at least hope hopefully some pride but we gotta have one more question before we go i've got one more question for let's Mike. do it are you taking are you taking rams are you taking the Bengals this next week uh, I mean, every part of my body thinks it's the Rams. I mean, there's no – if Joe Burrow's right guard and right tackle didn't actively hate him, it would be it would be a little different. But I just – I don't see how you're going to stop the Rams with Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller. I mean, all Raheem Morris has got to do is put Aaron Donald on the right guard and the right tackle, and it's game over, and, you know, put Vaughn Miller in there and Jalen Ramsey to throw up, you know, corner and um, 
and they're playing at home. It just it's and Eric Weddle. Don't forget Eric Weddle. Yeah, no. don't forget Weddle. My brother, God, brother Weddle. Um, I was talking trash on Weddle in the NFC Championship game, and the next play, he made the biggest play of the game. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? He was giving firesides two weeks ago, and now he's playing. <laughs> How's that? How's that a thing? But that hurts. yeah, it's the Rams. I mean, I playing at home. It's just it's it's a movie and nfl uh, wants him to win nfl rigged that's nfl rigged. rigged. you NFL heard it here rigged. first who's yeah. hosting it next year i think it's arizona and eh, it no. is the cardinals yeah, it is bet the, house, bet the house on them now no, We're, no, we no. might be taking the arizona trip next year we might be going down the you'll <laughs> no, like 80 bet the cardinals on in september and october as soon as, soon as <laughs> november hits just there's we're, we're gonna get a uh, vance joseph as uh interim head coach that's that's gonna happen cool. <laughs> Nice. nice. He'll take her to the promised land. Oh, absolutely. Anyways, this was a pleasure. Thanks for thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining on, Shuby. It's awesome. It's so great to catching up with you and, and hanging out a little bit. It was awesome. Awesome. Hey, I uh I hope uh I hope Trey Lance takes off and I hope we get CJ Stroud the year after. That's all that's all, all my <laughs> my Santa NFL wish list for next year. That's it. <laughs> you got so, it. We're your wish is granted. Yeah, oh, put I, it into the universe. We're gonna have you on sometime this off season. Let's slow this day. Draft draft season, baby. Okay. Heck yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Shuby. Guys, you guys That's are the best. Mom. See ya. See ya. That wraps up this week's episode of the Dual Threat Podcast. We'll catch you next time. See ya.